Welcome back, folks, to week two of our PA High School Football Report podcast. We hope that everyone had a wonderful Labor Day weekend. I'm Nebia Sias here with Brian Linder, the best high school sports editor there is in the area, hands down. Brian, you want to let them know what we'll be talking about this week? We didn't get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> we made it to week two, Nebby. They didn't cancel it. So, yeah, I, I guess I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's a great sign. <laughs> hey, tell us about you. Before we even talk about this podcast, let's about you, man. How you doing, Nebby? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, I've, I've watched some great high school football over the past couple of days. One I enjoy watching and covering over the, the past week was Shippensburg versus Big Spring. I was out there for their Little Brown Jug rivalry classic. And that kid, Anthony Smith, man, he was he was something to watch. I think he's like 6'7", 240 pounds, just a monster on the field, both on offense and defense. And, man, that was a great game to cover. He's going to Minnesota, and uh, he's 6'7", 260, maybe. Man. And he ran for three touchdowns. I mean, you don't see guys – tell us about that. You don't see six foot seven, 260-pound guys, you know – I felt like last time when we started off the podcast, I said guys 57 times. But we're going to talk about guys, not yeah. not not Jags, not just a guy, but the guys. And Anthony Smith is a guy. And uh, 6'7", 260, what's it like to watch a guy like that score three touchdowns? Ron, I can't even make this up, man. He was a man amongst boys. You know, I was sitting there. I couldn't even get in the, in the uh, media box. It was so full in there. So I was up at the very top bleacher. And every touchdown he scored was in the three-yard line in the red zone, you know. And he just muscled his way in, even in that first quarter alone, on the edge, rushing at defensive end. He had about two tackles for loss, you know, totaling six yards. I mean, just everywhere, monstrous on the field. And it was just – it was something to watch. He was dominant. And people don't know, man, he, that guy was a basketball player. Pretty okay. much he thought he was going to be a college basketball player. Like, even this summer, he – uh he shut down the summer league out in Shippensburg because he shattered the backboard with a dunk. Oh, yeah. But, I um, believe it. <laughs> but he's still he's still really raw, man, as a football player. So I don't know, you know, where he's going with it uh, outside. You know, he's going to Minnesota. But what I mean by that is his upside is just so tremendous. And, right. like, you don't see guys that size who are that type of athlete. So, I mean, if you guys haven't seen Anthony Smith from Shippensburg play, you definitely want to pull up the film and you'll see a – a giant yeah. of, of a player who is who's just a rare athlete. For sure. And real quick, Brian, uh, I think this was before you actually got with Penn Live, but back when I was in high school, my freshman year, the last dude that shattered a backboard that I saw in my lifetime was Devin Thomas. For those listening, everyone knows that Devin Thomas went to Central Dolphin, was just a straight-out beast. Um, he went on to play at Wake Forest, but, I mean, man, his build is – Anthony Smith's build is quite similar to that of Devin Thomas's. So just watching him is just like, you know, that's God-given ability right there. I think Devin's still playing overseas now with him. So yeah, Devin's still. So hey, you know, we got another week. Like I said, we didn't get canceled. Penn Live brought us back one more time. <laughs> we're gonna be here forever, guys. We're gonna be here every week and we're gonna talk about some great players and tell some great stories. We got one coming up this week, Nebby. Ken Talley, super talented defensive man for Northeast High School out of Philly. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest personalities, I think, in high school football in the state. I'm excited to have him, uh, and, and I know you are too. Yeah. I mean, he's colorful. He just puts on for the city of brotherly love, man. He, he's just one of those kids you pay your money's worth to watch, you know, 
both on the field and even on Twitter. <laughs> yep. I, and, and so I'm excited because we're going to talk about more in football with Kim. We're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about some of the things going on in Philly. So, man, let's let's dive into that. Let's let's get Ken on the phone, man. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Let's do it. Welcome back, folks, to week two of our PA High School Football Report podcast. We're hoping everyone had a wonderful Labor Day weekend. I'm Nebia Size here with Brian Lender, the best high school sports editor in the area, hands down. And this week, we have the special privilege of having yet another Penn State recruit joining us. He's a four-star recruit out of Northeast High School in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, class of 2022, Ken Talley. Brian, you want to introduce him? Yeah, so I'm excited. We, you know, we got Ken coming on here. Ken is one of the bigger personalities, I think, in high school football, maybe, um, in, 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 in Pennsylvania. Um, and he's out there, man. And, you know, he, he, he'll let you know what he thinks on Twitter. You guys check him out on Twitter and stuff. But Ken, man, it's good to have you, man. How you doing, Ken? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yep. Yeah, man. So listen, I, I feel like, you know, you're a senior finally, and I feel like I've been watching you now on film for 10 years. Um, and I remember, man, when I first started watching you, they had you out there playing a little bit of wide receiver, right? As a I did play receiver my freshman year a little bit. Pretty good. Pretty good <laughs> receiver, man. You missed them days? No, I already missed them days. I, I, I like defense more than offense, personally. So – that freshman, I remember looking at that freshman film, and um, how how big were you as a freshman? What was the height weight as a freshman? A freshman, I was, I believe, I was six foot one seventy. Mm. Yeah, and Nebby, Nebby, they had this guy there playing receiver, and he would go in and play on the line, and oh, you yeah. could tell then, like he was quick, he was electric off the ball, and then now from that freshman year, Ken, to now, what do you? I know you you put on some good weight. I know last year. Yeah. You know, what are you, what, what's your height weight now, man? Right now, I'm 6'3", 240. I'm a solid 242. Like, my, mm. my main weight is just 240. You put on 70 pounds. <laughs> yeah, 40. <laughs> That's really crazy. Everybody be thinking about it. Yeah. yeah I did. And so, I mean, and like 20 or 30 had to be across the last year. I mean, what did you do? What did you like really do to kind of turn it up, man? Because like I, I looked up and it was like you were like 210 pounds. And then you were 240 pounds. And like you said, I saw the photos. You put one on Twitter, man. You you look pretty solid. So, like, what did you do to get, you know, to go from that to, the, to this? Honestly, everybody no secret. My grandma be feeding me real good. <laughs> I be <Yeah>. good. <laughs> What's just, grandma's name? Uh, Miss Nanette. What, 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 what's she cooking, man? Grandma cooked everything here. Breakfast, I get like chicken and waffles. Like usually, I wouldn't order food. Grandma, like grandma, just got back yesterday, so she ain't feel like cooking. Like I, she had made me a whole breakfast. I probably had seconds. I usually, I be eating good in here, like for real. <laughs> if you yeah. eating chicken and waffles for breakfast, me and that, me and Nebby's about to come over one day. No, yo, real. I'm telling you, grandma, <laughs> different. Oh, I want to, I want to, I want to ask you a question real quick because you mentioned, well, Brian mentioned that you played receiver your freshman year. But you talked about you like playing defense more. Why is that? Because I'm more like, I'd rather be the hammer than the nail. Like, offensive guys tend to be the nail. I'm the hammer. Be like, I'm not going out there to get hit. Yeah. Or it's cool I catch the ball, but I know I'm going to get hit afterwards. No, right. I'd rather be the ball delivering the hits all day. Right. So it's something about knocking dudes down that just, you know, pumps that. Yeah, that, that pump my drilling. I'd be, I'd be turned. Yeah. I'd be yeah. loving it. 
I feel you. So, Ken, you know, I, like I said, I, I see you, and I think you're one of the bigger personalities in high school football right now that we have as far as players, especially on social and stuff like that, man. And uh, but, but tell us your story, man. You know, tell us who Ken Talley is, and and for the people that don't know, obviously he's a Northeast defensive end, uh, you know, and uh, Penn State commit. But but what's your story, man? What what, what would you tell people about who Ken Talley is? Ken Talley, I tell them. Ken Talley is a kid from a Strawberry Mansion section, North Philadelphia. Man, I come out from the gritty main streets of Philadelphia. Uh, I go to Northeast High School. I, um, I've been going there since my freshman year. I'm a versatile player. I play linebacker, defensive line, DND tackle. I can even play strong safety if you need me or offense. Um, that's really much it right now. Story's still building. Outside so of football, man, you know, what, what, what do you, what do you, what do you do and, and who is Kentally outside of football? Oh, I can tell you outside of football. I'm just a funny kid, like to work out, chill, be around my peers, bust jokes, go like little events, have fun bowling and stuff like that. I'm more like a, a social person for real when I'm outside of football. So Ken, let me ask you this. Uh, you mm -hmm. go to Northeast High School. You've been there. This is your fourth year there now. Yes. I'm in the senior year. Talk to me about your experience there, what it's like there, how you enjoy playing for the program, you know, your growth throughout the years, obviously you've switched positions a lot, you're interchangeable, you're dynamic. So, you know, give us some insight on that. Originally, I, I originally came into a whole different uh, coaching staff and program. Um, my former head coach used to be uh, Coach Garmley. I also had Coach Troy Gore, uh, Coach Nye, Coach Dion on that staff. So I, I had a whole different uh, program freshman year, freshman to uh, junior, sophomore year. So when I came in, it was like, it was just the beginning of the program. And we was working hard. We had really had a chance to beat St. Joe's Prep. I, I believe my freshman year, we had St. Francis Academy on the, on the schedule. Like, we definitely had some dudes on the schedule. I didn't really play that much because I uh, I transferred in from uh, McDevitt, and they told me I really couldn't play because I played six games. So I couldn't really play uh, freshman year. But sophomore year, when we uh, beat Emotep, that was probably the best football year I ever had in my life. Like, yeah. we whole team full of dogs. Mm -hmm. Me, Tyrese Mills, Penn State commit. Uh, it was a bunch of us. Man, we was all dogs and we all had it. We all had heart. Coach Dion might have been the best coach I ever had in my life. He was more like the head coach for real. For real. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, I'm, I miss those days. Those days, those days I miss. Yeah. For people that don't right. know, too, Coach Dion is is Dion Barnes, right? Yeah, Coach Dion Barnes. Play, used to play at Penn State, played in the NFL a little bit. He's back at Penn State, mm -hmm. and you know how much did it? How much did that kind of? Um, make you who you are now as a player, being able – I mean, he was your your position coach for, yes. what, your first two or three years? So, so first two years. Two. So, how how much – you know, how how far did that go in preparing you for, for this and, and becoming the prospect that you are? Honestly, I would say I came in as, as a great athlete already, but Coach Dion definitely gave me the toolbox I have to this day. Like, I used to think I could just run and run, and run the person and make tag. He taught me technique. He broke everything down to me step by step. One, I got a, a crazy miracle with Dion. My first game ever playing for him, he benched me in the first quarter. Mm. Not because not because I, was, I, I wasn't doing what I was supposed to do, but it was like more like a humbling experience. Ever since then, like, I don't ever want to be benched again. I, I hate that feeling. So I just go hard every game. That's really the main side of Coach Dion. Uh, it's those you guys. It's sorry to cut you off, Brian. It's those coaches like that that teach us valuable life lessons. Yeah. You know, so talk to me a, a bit about the impact Coach Dion has had on you personally, you know, on the field and both off the field. 
Coach Coach Dion on the field, he definitely gonna be hard on. He definitely gonna push you to your limits. But Coach Dion on the field, he really a cool guy. Like he checks, he check up on you probably twice a week, make sure you're good. Like he really a good, good dude to me. Like he don't even treat me like he recruited me. Like he treat me like a, like his son for like like his little brother. So like me and Coach Dion, uh, our relationship is kind of different from a lot of other people. So I mean, like I used to talk to Coach Dion like mainly every day for for especially like in the off season every day work out with him like. We like we like we got brother bond. You guys have had some uh, some dogs there too. It's not just you that he worked with. I mean, Elijah tell, tell everybody about yeah. Elijah Judy's a freak athlete, right? Freak athlete, and, Amara. Uh, we had a, we had D tackle named Amara. Man, nobody believed we call him uh, we call him the African uh, Aaron Donald. That guy, <laughs> yo, his technique, like his get off his technique was just crazy. Like, yeah. How'd you say his last name? How does he say his last name, King? I don't um, think I can pronounce it. What is it? It's, it's Amara. Uh, I forgot. Like your your Buit or oh oh you bet you bet Amara you bet yeah, you bet. <laughs> so so Nebby, he's right. Listen, I you know I do these rankings and I never claim to be the gospel, right? Yeah. So I watch the film and I and one of the things I look at is height and weight, right? Yeah. And and his kids, he's not like the biggest defensive tackle. I think he's at Albany now, right, Ken? Yes, he is. He's at Albany. And like so he isn't necessarily the prototype mm-hmm. height and weight, right? But he does. Right. He gets off, man. He he gets after it, man. Undersized, but his heart heart like a lion. Yeah. You say he's from part of Africa he's from. No, no, I always call him, I, I forgot where he's from. I ain't gonna lie, I forgot. I ain't talking about Mara in a minute. Yeah. But we just call him African Aaron Down, like technique, beautiful, get off crazy. And like he oh he had better stats than us, but like we got like told me he was undersized. Right. He was undersized. He Five comparison, man. Aaron Donald, the dog. Yo, when I tell you, like, he, like, he, like, we, had t- we, we, uh, Coach Deion to teach us moves, but like, he had just take it further and make up some stuff and it just worked. It'd be like, how you do that? Like, when he, he, we just asked him, like, how you got the ball so fast? He said, I don't look at the ball. I look at his, his leg. I, I look at his leg moving. Once his leg flinched, I just go. I'm like, mm. that's different. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> that's tough, man. And and you guys yeah. got some young guys coming through there too, right? We definitely got some young guys right now. Uh, a running back, Terrell Green. Uh, Nick, we have a I forgot his name, his last name. Nick Brown, safety. Uh, Rodney, Rodney, Rodney Benjamin. He's he a dog. Number nine, he a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? We got a couple young guys on our team right now. Some some more a, couple young, a couple more young linemen too, right? A lineman. Well, we got we got, got a kid named uh. Is Azim Ibn? That's that's the only young lineman right now. I think I believe everybody else is juniors and seniors. Well, well, junior, like Ronell. Oh, Ronell. Oh, I'm tripping. Ronell, Keon. I be forgetting. They so they dog so much. I be thinking they in my grade. So Keon Wright, Ronell, Ronell Nuka, Ronell Nuka, and uh, my Givens or Givens, my Givens. Yeah, and those and Keon and and Ron, Ronell are getting some some good college looks too. Yeah, yeah. So would you say so, that the team is relatively young? With you know. Yeah, we 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 got a majority young team. We got a majority young team, a bunch of uh, juniors and sophomores and freshmen. So not what, would what would you describe as your role on the team then for the youth? I'm a, I'm the I'm 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 the leader on the team. Like I make sure everybody doing on it doing their thing. And on top of that, I play I play I play middle linebacker now, so I control the defense. Yeah. So I I keep them in the, in the right spot, make sure they don't know what they're doing. So they got they got you in the middle this year, man. I'm a middle line. I, I got to see you on my tape. I got to see you on my tape from last game. I'm, you know, I, middle linebacker kind of fun now. Who'd y'all play yeah, last year? St. Joe's, right? 
We, yeah, we played St. Joe's Academy at uh, at the beach at Ocean City. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, so, you know, I liked you on the edge, man. Um, <laughs> I love the edge. I love the edge. At Penn State, I'm going to play uh, more like a Will, Sam. So, so I'm going to be on the edge, but right now I'm just holding the middle linebacker down. You know, I used to cover Micah Parsons. We have a good relationship. <laughs> and Micah was a freaking beast at the end. And Yo. it's like, you know. And then they moved in the middle linebacker, and I was like, mm -hmm. "What are they doing?" But man, you can see Micah can do anything. So anything. And maybe that maybe, maybe that works out for you, man. You never know. Hopefully, hopefully that's why I'm that's why I'm I play so versatile. I play anywhere. Yeah. So Penn, I want to go back to the subject of Coach Deion Barnes, man. Right. Does does he have to do with why you committed to Penn State? Talk to me a little bit about that. Honestly, I loved Penn State before Coach Deion got there. Uh huh. So like. Him going there, I had an impact. That had a little impact. Like I got probably, I probably, if I, if I would have stayed playing D, I probably would have got number eighteen represent. But um, him just being being on the staff now is much of a plus. Like I was already going to go to Penn State. It was locked in for my for the first time I got the, when I got the offer when I sat in there with Coach Franklin. I was locked in. But Coach Dion just just adding the plus to it. What caused you to be locked in? What was it about Penn State that was just like, man, I want to go there? Is it's the real? love. Like yeah. you go in there, like it's really a family. Like my, I've, I've been to other college campuses. I've been through the experience with other teams. It's like nobody's gonna be like they're real. It ain't no recruiting. Like when they come, you when they come in there, they don't. They're not trying to recruit you. They try to treat you like family. Like for me, it's more of a family. It's not much of a recruitment. Like and that's what I loved about it. Every other coach is trying to recruit me, like trying to tell me what I want to hear and all that. And I know it's not realistic. Play stay keep it, keep it hundred with you. That's why. That's what I love about it. Man, that atmosphere up there completely different from Philly, bro. Like, what was your what was your first thought going up there to State College? Man? My first game, I believe, was was they was they first game of the season opener against Idaho. They was playing Idaho. I'm like, this game probably gonna be a little jumping because who was Idaho? It's not nobody. They had 107,000 fans for Idaho. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that. So I had to come back another game. I came to the whiteout. I came late to the whiteout too. When I tell you, I, 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 like, I came right in. When they called that timeout first play, that was the craziest play ever. Like I couldn't believe how the crowd stopped the game. Like that was crazy to me. Like I just had I gotta play in that. Like I from that moment right there, I'm like, I gotta play in this. Like this is gonna be this home right here. Yeah, you I gotta play. Sidelines with it, huh? Yeah, we was in the uh, student section. I was with a couple other Penn State commits that's com commits now. Man, that was different. That's different. Type you of are thing. you are you have turned into one of the uh, bigger Penn State recruiters, player Hi. recruiters, <laughs> on social media too, man. So, That's hey, top recruiter, what's the pitch? Give Nebby your best pitch. What, what are you telling these kids to come to kind of Penn State? I don't really have a pitch. I just keep it in here. Like, I'm like, bro, like, are, are you really looking into us? And they be like, yeah, like I'm heavily considered y'all. I tell them all the benefits. I definitely hit them with the hundred seven thousand fans. Like, they they love that. We get to play the whiteout game. You playing Big Ten games like, oh, come on! Like I just I hit him with that, and like I don't, I don't like circle nothing. I keep it under with him. I was like, bro, if you coming or you not? And they be like, yeah, bro, I'm sliding. I'm like, that. So tell us some of the dudes you gave your pitch to. Who who you think is worthy to come join you up at Penn State? I gave I gave Jory Allen the pitch. Um, who else I gave? I gave oh Drew Shelton. Drew Shelton. I told I told Drew Shelton commit on a. I told him Tuesday to commit one day, right? They commit, the week he committed. I told him Tuesday to commit. He committed Friday. Like uh, who else I had an impact on? Jerry Cross. Mm. Um, I had an impact on Denai. 
I used to I used to tell this man like a lot. I needed I needed him to slide. Uh, Christian Driver. Um, who else can I take uh, credit for? Um, there's a couple. Oh, you know I I ain't had nothing to do with Drew Allen. Oh, Bo Bo, I wanted to go to slide. Um, Zane, I, ain't, I I can't take credit for Zane. That's really it for for. Real. I can't we take credit for nobody else. Huh? See, so if you don't go to the next level after Penn State. This is this is all good. This is a good audition for grad assistant right here. <laughs> it is. It is. <sighs> hey man, so we had we had Bo on our segment last week. Talk to us about your relationship with him. I love Bo. I love him as a quarterback. He got so much style. Like I like if I watch his tape, and like I just knew him as a person. I thought he was gonna be like a pocket passer. Every time he run out of the pocket, I call him. Uh, I call him the uh, white chocolate Michael Vick. That's what I call him. <laughs> That's what I call him. Yeah. He, oh, be, Bo, he Bo. busy. Bo Prabella is going to love hearing that. So, yo, he hilarious. I love hey, hey, man, people don't know, man. If you go back and look at his freshman film, we had mm. him ranked as like a receiver and a safety because his brother. Yeah, he plays safety too. His brother is a, a quarterback at Dell now. And mm. his brother was the starting quarterback his freshman year. And he played receiver and safety. He can run, man. Right. Yeah, so, I love so. we, we, came, we came to like the, uh, the last event. I believe he was playing in the 707. He was there. He was playing in the seven on seven. It was funny. Hey, I know you've been evaluating you guys too, man. Like, like I know, like you and Keon Wiley are are, are nationally ranked guys, but maybe not. Huh? Um, you know, in, in that top one hundred or whatever. Um, and I think both of you guys are, are elite pass rushers. I know you've been kind of outspoken on that. Um, I ain't gonna lie. Keon Wiley is the best D lineman in the city right now, in the state of Pennsylvania. Like, I, I was watching his Tabatha game. Like, he make an impact every play. Like, it's not one play he don't make an impact. I love his game. Personally. His his first step's crazy, right? I mean, he's just so quick. That's crazy. He's so quick off the ball, and he, like, he don't get an old lineman enough time to even try to block him. Like, it's beautiful. It's, it's a, uh, what is it? It's like, it's like he just be dancing too fast. Like, D line is about dancing. He just be dancing. Hey, uh, Ken, y'all got uh, who y'all got this week? I got William Penn Charter. No, we got St. Peter's Prep. We got St. Peter's Prep this week. Okay. So, so what's what's y'all game plan going into that? Let's talk talk to me a bit about you know preparing for that for week two, well week three. I right, today been like our, like we practiced more last week on, on St. Peter's Prep. Like today was our first practice back. We had a, we had a, a film session yesterday, but basically we just got to go out there and be dogs, bro. bro like. Everything I'll be perfect. No errors on offense, no errors on defense. Like that's all we're coming out there with. What what's the uh, you know, I always pay attention on social and stuff, and I know there's some rivalries there in the city. And I actually feel like one of the the bigger um the, the sadder things that we have in the state right now is that we have so many talented athletes in Philly, and there's just not a lot of high school coverage out there right now. Right. Um I know you guys have some good rivalries. I know there's always been like a little rivalry with Emotep and stuff like that. What's the, what's, the, what's, what's the scene like right now as far as high school football in Philly, man? Right now, it's it's kind of it's kind of the same. Um, it, it used to be other, a couple other schools that was in competition, like King and all that. But now it's mainly Emotep, Northeast, and St. Joe's Prep. That's really it. Now everybody's trying to schedule out of town games because it ain't really no uh, no good people to play in the city. What's the relationship like with those other other guys though? Is it, is it all love and just like a little bit of talk, or uh, get heated? It, it, it's a lot of love. It's a lot of love until the like the, the week of the game. The week of the game, nobody really like each other on both sides. So it'll be like 
but during like regular, we we like we love each other. Like most of us know each other personally, so we'd be cool until it'd be that that week, that game week, and then that we just be dissing each other and stuff like that. It get real, it get real tense and uh, heated. Who are some of those dudes from like Emotep or St. Joe's that you have that relationship with off the field, or you know when you see them, it's all love. Like okay, I respect your game, you respect my game. Who are those dudes you have that relationship? Um, Keon Wiley, Denai White, uh, Gino, number 60, uh, Talik, number four. Um, that's that's really the main one. That's that's the main one. All they main stars for real. That's why I be doing that. You guys and, and MOTEP, man, have had, turned out crazy front seven defensive yeah. players the last couple of years. It's just insane. Like, you could, you could really get a power five program running off of what you guys have put out the last – Three or four years. So, so hey, man, I, I want to switch it up with you a little bit here. We've talked a lot about football and, and, and you and stuff, but um, I came down a few years ago and did a commitment video with um, with Taki Smith, who went to West Virginia, and I was at Georgia. We drove we drove through West Philly, and he showed me a lot of things. You know, and I'm, I'm from a small town in South Carolina, and it really hit home to me then that, that life – um, for a lot of kids in Philly, it's just different than a lot of people could ever realize unless they go there and see it. And um, he told me, he said, man, look, you got to go to practice and you got to go straight home. And if you do anything in between, you know, this, this could end up badly for you. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on in Philly right now, Ken. Um, and I know it's hit home incredibly close to home for you probably – multiple times and just recently with a teammate and Kyrie Isaac. Man, what's it like right now in Philly for you guys and 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 and, and what are you guys going through right now in Philly, man? Right now, like like you said, you gotta just go practice and get straight home. But sometimes even doing that, like that still you still get caught up like I don't, I don't really know. Like some guy some gotta give man like especially like they hitting athletes out here like especially my man Kyrie recently dying. Like he was coming from, like he just had left practice. Like we was the last people to see him. Like that's really crazy. Like that's really crazy to me. Like it really hurt me when I like found out what happened. Like we was the last people to see him. And all he did was stop at the supermarket. Like nowadays you just gotta get straight home. Like sometimes people even gotta take it the furthest tent and make sure like your your car is tenanted so nobody can see you. Cause like it's, it's it's real scary out here. It's real scary out here. It's real scary. So for get, people for people who don't know. Kyrie Isaac was a, a senior um, at Northeast High School, and he was just shot just recently, probably um, within the last month, I think, um, August the 19th, um, at a grocery store, just going to get groceries and, and killed. And um, I know that was tough for you, Ken. Um, what's it like to lose a teammate and a friend like that? It's always it's, – it's really hard to lose someone close to you. But, like, Kyrie, like, we grew up together, like, I know him for a long time. That's really one of my closest homies. So for him, like, I'm I'm throwing something. Come on. My grandma don't care about none of that. <laughs> I'm in a whole I'm in a whole interview being recorded, and you come in and snap. My grandma, she missed me though. But this this is notorious. This is notorious. Hey grandma, how you doing? All right, uh, yeah, baby. What was the question? What is it like to, to have to lose a teammate like that? It's, it's real hard. It's real hard, especially uh, for Kyrie being very close to me. Like, 
at, at his home, Beverly at home. Like towards the, I couldn't even go to the funeral. Like I was, I didn't feel comfortable seeing him in the casket. Like that's really one of my homies that I grew up with. I know his family real close. Like it really hurt. It really hurt them. Like we were teammates. And the reason I want people to, I wanted to talk about this with you is because people have now seen who you are. They've seen your personality. Ken Talley's a great kid. Taki Smith's a great kid. Um, and there's a lot of great kids there in Philly um, who are um, overcoming things that they should not have to overcome to make better lives for their families. Um, and they're really trying hard. And there's a lot of obstacles in front of you guys. And the last thing that they need is to worry about whether or not they can go to the grocery store without being killed. And, and it's people need to be aware that this is a a major story. As big as you know, as big as coronavirus right now for us is what's going on in Philly. Um and Ken, how does that affect you just mentally? You know, how, how do you live your life normally? Can you live your life normally right now in Philly as a young man trying trying to make it out and do and do good things? Right now, for real, for, it's even one of the other. It's either you live your life or you just got to lock in until you make it out. So, me, I'm one of the people that's locked in. So I mean, like, I don't really go out that much. I go practice, probably get a workout in, and then just come home and just chill. Like, that's all you really can do out here right now. Yeah, there's too much going on. And, Ken, that's what I was going to segue into. First and foremost, sorry for the loss of your teammates. I can definitely relate to that. I lost a teammate of mine from high school. Um, about a week ago now, so I can def I know how that feels. I know, really I know what it feels like to be subject to violence, you know, growing up in the inner city and, you know, playing games and guys are shooting outside of your, your basketball game, you know. But like Brian just said, um, what, what is that like? Like, what more motivation does that give you, you know, to go to Penn State and to excel, you know, for you, you know, to, to be that guy to tell your peers, like, listen, man, it's more to life than just football in the streets out here, you know, like, you can actually excel in school, but you just, you know, got to grind and stay down and, you know, find a way to make it out. Like, what's that experience like? Man, right now, like, it's just giving motivation to people, like, that you can do, like, all you got to do is just, Lock in. You lock in if you do anything you want to do. Just stay out the way at all costs. Like you don't gotta go. You don't gotta go to that party every time. You don't gotta go hang with your friends at the park. Cause sometimes that might not be the safest option. You just gotta stay in the house. Like that's what I do. I don't really. I I stay out the way. And especially for those who don't know, I mean, Philadelphia has topped 300 homicides this year alone. Still counting, you know. So. Definitely stay safe out there and continue to excel on and off the field, man, and get ready to take that next step. Thank you, thank I want to point out something, Nebby, too, man. You know, for a lot of people, and this is what this is what I keep coming back to, is think about what Ken just said. He has to decide whether or not he can go to the park with his friends. That's not normal for a lot of people, you know, and I, I know you probably don't even realize that, Ken, because right now you're growing up there. So I don't, I don't think we can say enough about this story um, or, or talk enough about this issue because things need to change. There are some amazing young athletes and amazing young men and women right now in Philly who have an opportunity to really do things and change that area and that city and, and, and their families in an amazing way who are not even given an opportunity because of stupidness, you know, and, and selfishness. So, you know, Ken, you keep doing right. You keep working hard, man. And, you know, be a leader because 
we need change, you know, we need change there. Right, right, right. And Brian, you bring up a good point. You know, it's, it's unfortunate that our youth have been subject to this normality, like violence, uh, you know, at football games, violence at basketball games, violence in the neighborhoods in which we're growing up in has become normalized. And people think that this is the norm or feel like this is how you're supposed to feel when in all actuality, you shouldn't have to worry about what's going on, looking over your shoulder every time you walk home from practice, you know? So again, make sure you stay safe out there. And if anybody hasn't told you lately, I'm proud of you. I'm sure Brian is proud of you and continue on the right path. Appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. No doubt. So uh, let's switch it up a little bit. You know, I, I wanted to highlight that and just hear hear from let people know, you know, what's going on there. Like I said, I don't think we talk about it enough, but you got a bright future, man. And you've got an exciting season still ahead of you here. And then an even more exciting time ahead of you after that. You know, Thanks. what are you doing? What are you doing, you know, over this next year, man? What's the next year going to look like for you? Next year, right now, I'm just going to be in the dungeon, like right this season. Right now, I'm locked in with the season right now, making sure we win as many games as we can. Man, I'm full, right now, I want to know right now what Coach Franklin said. I want to know right now. I'm waiting, waiting to St. Peter's. But uh, as the season, I plan on getting right in the dungeon, preparing myself in physical shape for uh, physical and mental shape to lock in the Penn State. I probably won't be in ruin early, so I'll be in there in June. So I'll have some time to get in the dungeon and lock right in. Well, listen, man, we're going to be following you. Um, we appreciate you, you know, hopping on our second podcast, the PA High School Football Report on Penn Live. Um, and, uh, man, it's a great interview. And, uh, look, it's been fun watching you play, watching you grow up, and, and, and watching you tweet. So uh, <laughs> so keep it up, man. Keep working hard. Keep doing right. Nebby, what would yeah. you think? What would you think of Ken, hey, man? Hey, Ken, again, it's nice meeting you. Thank you for joining us today. It was great having you on our second segment on our podcast. Real quick before you leave. What do you got to tell the people out there about Northeast High School football, what to look out for in Philadelphia? You going to Penn State, you know, leave, leave them a little message. A message for me, this year I'm winning the state championship and next year I'm winning the national championship. We are. I love it, man. I love it. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Ken. Uh, Brian, that was Ken Tiley, man. Talk to me. How? What are your thoughts after that, man? I just think that was a wonderful segment. Yeah, man. So, I mean, look, you, you look at the film, you look at what he's done. I think he had like 15 sacks, Nebby, in like four or five games in the spring. He's an electric football player. He's a big personality. He's a great young man. He's going to Penn State. You learn all that. And then you, you see what he, you know, what he's having to work through, too. You know, loss of a teammate. There's some tough situations in Philly right now, Nebby. Um, and, and you just got to be impressed, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm rooting for him because his story is that one of perseverance. You know, a lot of not a lot of kid, high school kids at that have to endure things, you know, in their careers, you know, going through things such as that. He's such a, a colorful personality, full of life. And I'm rooting for him. I can't wait to see him take this next stride on to playing at Penn State and I definitely think he'll do big things and he'll be a name that rings bells for years to come. Yep. So that's what we want to do with this podcast, right? We want to, we want to let you guys not just know who the guys are in the state, but, um, but we want to tell you their stories too. And so, you know, again, this week, I know Nebby, you know, I appreciate everybody listening. I know you do. Um, and we're going to keep working this. I told you guys, we're not podcast professionals, but we're going to get there.
So keep listening, guys. We appreciate you. Certainly, man. And stay tuned. Again, I'm Nebia Sias here with Brian Lender. Make sure you all subscribe to Penn Live for all of our exclusive content and stay tuned for the upcoming weeks.